It's Monster X 3.1. You know how we do it. It's another Monster exclusive interview. And it's Pico Robles for All Out. We got none other than Little Boy. Hey, man. What's going on, everyone? Hello. Hey, where are you joining us from? I am in Singapore right now. This is like my home studio. And uh, this is where a lot of the music happens. But uh, it's cool that I get to talk to you online, man. Hey, cool. You know, it seems like I just flew there. You know what I mean? It's that, it's that close. <laughs> yeah. And and I love the culture there. Also, it's the music. You got a rich jazz, uh, you know, um, environment there. I was I was actually there for the UFC. But what you been up to, man? Ooh, wow. Yeah, it was oh, there. Wow. It was there years ago, years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing, man. So it's been a long time since you've been here then, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a minute. Um, It was, I think UFC is coming back there. Are you a big fight fan? Dude, uh, my my best friend works for one FC, so I guess I'm the okay. I'm the competitor side, you know. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool, man. You know, as long as they're fighting. But you know, the music that you make, you know, it with you being here in the Philippines, but the music that you make, I mean, what's the inspiration behind that? Wow, um, man, the my biggest inspiration always comes from like whatever goes on in my life, man. Every time there's like something crazy that happens, whether it's like a really good moment or a really heartbreaking moment I'll write it down and I'll somehow turn it into a song so for me when I listen back to all my old songs it's like looking through the pages of a diary mm-hmm. and and with with that being said I mean how old are you when you started like realizing this could be a form of therapy in a way that if I write about it I could look back I mean it ain't easy writing about it you know what I mean yeah, um, I mean, for me, it's always, it, it always helps. Like you said it exactly, man, it's mm-hmm. therapy. And it, it was the first time I, I wrote a song was when I was 14 mm-hmm. and it was, it, I was so young, bro, but it was like heartbreak, you know, I, I had my heart broken and I wrote about it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually feel better. Mm-hmm. And when, when you wrote about it and you, you recorded the track and you still remember the song? Yeah, I still I still remember the song a little bit. I, I took it down from YouTube many, many years ago. <laughs> but, but can you give was, us a sample of it, even if it's just the chorus? Man, yeah, it's it's like um uh <laughs> something like you tell me that you need me when the morning comes, but when the sun goes out, na 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 na. It's like super ballady, super <laughs> cheesy. Um, but the point is that that girl that broke my heart ended up hearing the song, and that's all that mattered to me, you know. And and when she heard it, she'd be like, "Oh, regret." You know what I mean? Especially when you got when you're charting already and you got your songs <laughs> across the globe i mean it could be one of those but when it's happy moments you know when it's sad moments you write about it but when it's happy moments is that even harder to write about happy moments um yeah you know for some reason happy moments are always harder to write about than than the the emo nights that i have um because when it comes to those happy songs you really just want to capture an emotion Mm-hmm. But when it comes to writing the sad songs, it's just, it's a form of therapy. Um, but in the end, I just want my music to be for the fans when they're having sunny days or lonely nights. And so I'll always have those happy and sad songs. And, you know, with, with you writing these songs and getting it across, can you take us through how it is for a writing session for you? Do you, do you warm up some tea first? Do you, <laughs> do you get the purple lights going? How does it go for you, man? Bro, look at this. Oh, you can't see. Here, check this out. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Hey. The lights are already here. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A bit, it's a bit light right now, but um, yeah, it's 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 definitely helpful to set yourself in the vibe. Like, mm-hmm. I love to have like a hot tea, so so my voice is better. I'm not a coffee drinker, mm-hmm. uh, but it's writing sessions, man. It's just about being in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I I really like writing when I'm like on airplanes and traveling. Mm-hmm. It always just just helps me write what what turn out to be my favorite songs, you know. So when you're looking out that window, you got that tissue. You got tissue. You write it all there on your lyrics, and then you get home and record it. And yes, when you get sir. that song across, I mean, how did you know that this was something that you wanted to do? How did you know this was something that you're about to get paid for doing? Where was that moment? Oh, um, for me, I think it, it came pretty late. I mean, I always loved music and I had a passion in it, but, but it was when, cause, cause I grew up in Singapore and so I had to do the army over here. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing the army for two years, I was actually in the music department and just doing music every single day when all the girls had already gone off to college, you know, mm-hmm. but, but all the boys were staying behind and, and I got a chance to do music every day for two years. And I realized that this is, this is like, I'm living my dream. Mm-hmm. And so from then I went to music school and spent like three and a half years studying music when I was in America. And, um, I think the, the rest is history, man. It little, little, uh, hills will lead to bigger ones. And suddenly the views just get more and more beautiful. And, and now here we are, and I'm super thankful. And the climb just keeps on going, you know? Um, so could that serve as a military, military service of two years on the, on the musical tip? Could that be like your boot camp? You know how it is when they have K-pop stars doing the boot camp? Uh, did that serve as a boot camp? And what did you learn from there? What was the takeaway? It, dude, you're you're reading my mind, man. It it really was like a boot camp, um, and I had to do like things that I never thought I would, which is like dancing. <laughs> I had to learn um, just stage presence and and learning how to project and play with other musicians, you know, and and everybody in that in the unit that I was in we all just loved music. And so it was nice to be in that kind of environment. Is there other people other than you that became a star from that unit? There's, there's a lot, man. Um, Nowadays, I'm, I'm one of the few from my batch that Mm. really dove into music all the way. But one of the guys is actually is he's a great producer. His name is Kravism. And I play with him for my live shows. Mm. Uh, So I was in the army with him, like, five, six years ago. And now six years later, we get to just play our songs to the whole of Singapore. You know, I haven't been able to take him to Manila, but, but maybe I can one day. I mean, speaking of your show in Manila, tell us that experience when you had your show here, you know, how was the audience? How did it feel? And what was your takeaway as well? What can you remember about Manila? Other than the traffic. <laughs> oh, bro, dude, the traffic is, is not something that I remember because there were so many beautiful things about it uh-huh. um, that I, I love Manila so much, man. I remember telling um, the, the, the team at, at Universal and in Philippines, they actually like really took good care of me. And, and I think we got, we got really close and I just, I miss them a lot. Um, but I remember telling them that 
I feel like Manila is a combination of all of the places that I grew up in. So it has vibes of Singapore. It has vibes of Indonesia and it has vibes of LA mm -hmm. uh, where I was born. And man, I, I cannot wait to go back and eat all the good food, man. <laughs> that's, that's what it's about. It's the food as well. And everybody just smiling, right? Everybody just smiling. I, I just, it's, oh, let me see. Hold on. Let me turn this on. Okay. It's a different camera right now. Dude, um, I, I was shocked at how nice everybody was. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's in you guys' culture or you grew up this way, but Man, we, we just greet people. Hello. <laughs> it's always a beautiful. I mean, that's the only thing that we can look forward to. You know what I'm saying? You it's know? warm, man. It's there's like this warm feeling there. And I, I love it. And many of your fans indeed would want you to come back. I mean, you know, as we take, you know, I'm just talking to you about your musical journey because there's a lot of new artists, writers, songwriters that are looking up to you, man. You know, as far as, you know, we go back to your journey of music, when you got out of the army, when you made your music, when you recorded your stuff, I mean, where did you first hear it? That it was a hit or it's going to be, you know, people are loving the songs. Did you try it out at a, at a bar there? Did you have the DJ play it for you? <laughs> um, I think I really started to, to notice that people were listening to the music actually when we were all in lockdown, man, it was like during the COVID times when I started to release like crazy and, and the first song, you know, it did all right. The second song did all right. And, and the third song, it didn't do that well. And then for some reason, like halfway through when I was releasing one song a month, um, I, I just saw like, why is the number just keep rising and more and more people are saving the song. And, and that song ended up going viral and it's called Someone Like You. And I performed mm -hmm. it last time I was in Manila. Mm -hmm. um, and thank you. I I'm mean, so thankful, man. With the numbers going up, do you go crazy with that? Do you go, oh, is it the instrument? What is it that they don't like about it? Or what is it that they like about it? <laughs> uh, I, I think I think what, they, what the fans really connected to is just a song that they can relate to. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't try to be fancy or anything with the music. I just, I just wrote a story that, that I hope could like inspire people. Um, and it's, it's a love song, man. We all love love songs. And I think that's why I, I have a lot of amazing listeners from the Philippines because everybody there is just so loving, you know, and we're the same. We're very passionate and we we do love, but when we have heartbreaks, oh, it's a Ooh. happy time, man. I'm telling you, we, we, we work out with all that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, Van Gogh, tell us about it. I mean, you know, this song is in the charts, it's in our top 40 charts. A lot of the monsters are voting for it here at Monster Radio or Monster Art 73.1. You know, tell us the story behind that song. Wow, thank you to the monsters, man. Uh, yeah, Van Gogh is... It's another love song, but it's kind of like told from a different perspective. It's it's from the perspective of not getting that love back from that person that you want so badly. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Van Gogh, he, he is like my favorite painter, mostly because of his story, um, where it was only after he passed that people really started to love him for who he was. Um, so he never had that all of his life. And I was kind of challenging, uh, like uh, channeling that. Mm -hmm. that hopeless romantic vibes from him and and now van gogh is out it's it's a super cool song I, I i love performing it and and i'm glad that everybody loves it too 
And, you know, here on the show, we do have some random fun questions. So I just want to ask you some random fun questions so that people get to know you even more. Now, you know, in every artist's dream, they would dream to get at that award. You know, for you, what is that dream award that you want to get? And if so, when you get it, what will be your speech? <laughs> Yo, um, I've always I've always loved that that speech by Kanye where he was like, um, People always ask me um, what do I what I would do if I didn't win. Mm -hmm. and he goes, I guess we'll never know. And then and he raises the trophy, yeah. right? <laughs> Straight up. That was Did so you do cool. something like that? Oh man, I don't know. I I I would come into it with that game plan, but when I'm up there receiving that award, you know, I think I might just be in tears and just thanking everyone. <laughs> All right. Another question is who's the most famous person you ever met? Ooh. Most famous person I ever met. Probably like, ah, oh, dude, it has to be all the K-pop stars, man. I, mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time in Korea and, and I, I had some crazy, crazy moments, man. Like, um, meeting Blackpink. Mm -hmm. that was wow. Nice. Who's yeah. the hottest one? How do all, all four? Who's the hottest one? Yo. <laughs> Lisa is, for me, it's Lisa. I like Lisa. Lisa be oh, dancing. Yeah. Lisa's, Lisa's amazing. I, I spent the most time with her. Like I spent yeah. a whole day with her and, and she was dope, but check this out, man. Hold on. Oh, he, 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 we show and telling, we show and telling. We show and telling, man. All right, here we go. Hey, Ooh. nice. Yeah, man, this is, this is like a good moment for me. Uh -huh. um, and also just like meeting uh, one of the Big Bang members, like he really helped guide me a little bit in my career. Um, and, and yeah, there, there's more, but I probably can't reveal who I met, you know? Mm -hmm. It's one of those, it happens there, it stays there kind of thing. You know what I mean? Last but not least for me, um, what was that one advice that someone gave you that up to this day you use in your career, whether, you know, in times when the doors weren't open yet and people were saying no, not getting the yes, when mm. it comes to questions and opportunity, what was that one advice and who gave that to you? Wow. I, I love that question, man. Um, Dude, this is, this is crazy. It just popped up in my head, but, but I actually got this advice from Keshi. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was before he had blown up. He only had like a thousand followers on Instagram and now he has like over 2 million. It's crazy. But, um, I, I was hearing his music online and I remember DMing him and just telling him like, Oh, I really love your stuff, bro. Like, can you give me some advice? And he told me that he told me not to get just bogged down by all of the crazy stuff that happens all around and all of the marketing and all of that, that's all secondary. And the most important thing is to, to make music that you love and that is good. And one day someone is going to hear it and everything is going to fall into place. And it's crazy that many years later that that actually came true. So I hope I get to tell him this story one day. Hey, and you guys work on the track and, you know, record that and make that, <laughs> that story happen. Well, thank you for taking time, man. Thank you very much. I know you have a long day of media stuff to do. Hopefully when you come back in the Philippines, we have you at the radio station at Monster. All right. Thank you, man. I would love to go. A message for all your Filipino fans. The message is to just always follow your heart, guys, and, and be yourselves no matter what. Um, I'm sending you guys all my love. I would not be here without you. So thank you guys so much. And I hope to see you really soon.
All right, thank you very much. There you have it, Monsters. Once again, give it up for Lullaboy. Thanks, man. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Have a great one. Peace, peace.